Hello, and welcome to What Goes Bump in the Night. Hello and welcome back to What Goes Bump in the Night. This is your host, Trevor Jensen, and with me as always is... Riley Clark. And with us tonight as well is... Alex Crouch. And then joining us in the room too is his other half, Paige. She might talk, she might not. We might force her to, who knows. (laughs) We might force her to later. But we have an amazing story for you today of a serial killer that the world has forgotten. And he's from a little-known town of Grand Haven, Michigan. Yes. And, I mean, you probably figured out his name by now if you looked at the title of the episode. Right. His name is Frederick Holman. Okay. But before we do all that, let's clear the notifications. Yes. Very exciting contest that we had running for 5,000 downloads. Well, we are going to announce a winner today on this episode. Live and direct. Live and direct. I have a little wheel with all the names of the people who entered the contest. So, without further ado, we shall spin that wheel. Who won? I promise you it's not favoritism. Jenna, you're the hey, winner of keep the, the What Goes Bump t-shirt. Okay, well, that's that's exciting because well, I get to wear the, it too. We're here to get spooked the fuck out t-shirt yeah, with I'm her really actual quote on the back, too. Also, that's what I'm saying. It is in favoritism, There, there was at so least 15 people in there. Yeah, yeah, there was 15 yeah. people in this drawing, so don't think that we just, like, picked somebody. No, I, it's all – it's randomized online. They are my witnesses. So, it says congrats, you are the winner, lady. Jenna. Actually, it says Alex. I can see <laughs> No, no. It says Jenna it does, and Alex. It does have an A in there, but it's at the end, not the beginning, Alex. Damn. Actually, if you put it backwards, it's Eng. Anage. Anage. Okay, and then on top of all this fun stuff, too, we actually want to talk about what we were just on with our friend Kyle Aris. Yes, we were on Obscured State of Mind. That episode actually came out today, November 4th. 4th on YouTube. You can go find it on our Facebook page. We'll also throw a link in the description for y'all so if you want to go watch that you should go this, check out all of his content you should definitely too, go awesome. check out his page obscured state of obscured mind is it's, yeah obscured state of mind obscured state well, of mr mind. fumble fucks yes <laughs> most of the video you guys put out on it's great it it's good. great we it. we interviewed for almost three hours with him mm. so that just tells you how well his went. production value is miles yeah, above ours it reminds <laughs> me of joe rogan yeah i loved it it was great i had so much fun i really can't wait to do it again yeah we're definitely probably gonna have him on the show at some time too so shout out to kyle Go give them likes, follows, subscribe, you know, comment. All that. Sit and then do with it to us ours for too. three hours and watch. <laughs> Please, and thank and you. And that's what's cool. You can listen to the audio version or you can actually watch the interview. And he has like a whole camera set up with a camera guy and everything. It was you can see what cool. we look like. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can see our beautiful, no, what outstanding is his, faces. What does his podcast specify? Like, what does he? Um, I, I was talking to him about that today, basically. and he has really no. Just whatever sounds. Good. He we just has guests. About Mark Zuckerberg for like forty-five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So his his show. That's why I say it's a lot like Joe Rogan because it's just a open-handed a narrative. Just yep. like we talked about aliens. We talked about our paranormal experiences. We talked about, we talked lions. about lions. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was a great time. It was a great time, but also. Another notification that we have is October actually beat September's month for most downloads ever. So thank you, Night Crew, for accomplishing that for us because that is crazy to do. I could cry. Best months ever back to back. And let's keep it rolling for a third time. In fact, for November, that rhymed. Because there's no nut November, so don't blow your loads just yet because the New Year's coming. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) We took it there. (laughs) <laughs> okay, maybe all we right. should just get to the story and stuff. All right, all right. I think we're ready to talk serial killer. Because this guy is somebody I think history shouldn't have forgotten. I really I really don't. Not just because he lived in Grand Haven. Um, I didn't know about him either until I just started looking up randomly one day serial killers from Michigan. And, <laughs> and boy, oh boy, there were some I seen Grand Haven, ones. and obviously, you know, me being that's where I was born and raised, I was like, oh, what? 
goddamn i think every single episode your phone buzzes us it's these freaking hockey group chats it's dog. always emails too or it's just like ding ding <laughs> hey guess what you have another porn notification but uh, a little bit about frederick is he was actually from germany germany and he changed his name when no he came here in 1883 from brandenburg germany uh, his original name was actually Friedrich Wilhelm Holloman. I really like Wilhelm. But he changed it to something a little more American once he, he moved to Michigan. Hey, Jenna, if you're hearing this, our next our next kid, if he's a boy, his name's going to be Wilhelm. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that name. But uh, the reason he moved here is because he actually had a, a lot of family that had moved to the States yeah, uh, in that time area. and had you know, wrote letters to him and things like that, that it was a, a good place to be and a, a good way to restart your life. And Even though he was a monster. Dude, your phone is exploding! These frig- it's these hockey group chats, are I'm telling you. They said, hey, anybody want to come play hockey tonight? I need you to come play hockey. Hey, do you want to play some puck? Hey, you got some puck in here? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, before we get too distracted by my phone going off, um, he, he moved to Michigan and lived in Grand Haven, Michigan, where he met a woman. Oh, it was a woman now. Uh, and he ended up having a, a beautiful child with her who ended up dying at birth, unfortunately. Um, and his wife also died. That's terribly At the sad, same time, actually. so he lost both of them together. Uh, I couldn't imagine that suffering um, you would And they get are actually that. buried at Lake Forest Cemetery in Grand Haven. Um, his, his first wife and uh, his first daughter. Um, he... Later then would meet, I believe, another woman, and he would start having, I guess, outbreaks of violence. Would you say drunken violence? I I mean, I don't... It doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't say anything It never drinking. says anywhere that he had any substance abuse problems. Do you think he was just angry because of his But I would wife? imagine it being the 1800s that alcohol was probably a very... Yeah, moonshine was pretty heavy back then. Oh, back then it was a moonshine. Whiskey and that whiskey, whiskey and beer. Like prohibition era. Yeah. Well, got, I don't know when prohibition we're was. 1800s, not 1920s. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm learning something new every day. <laughs> we learned this in high school, Trevor. Um, and I be- didn't pay attention in <laughs> high school. <laughs> and uh, he would have one of these uh, physically and verbal assaults with his second wife. You old wench! I believe in front of the church. Oh, um, God. He believed that he, she was sleeping around on him. He said, God's gonna see this and everybody in his glory. Yeah. <laughs> and he uh, assaulted her in front of numerous people. You think it was with his strong hand or the back of his strong hand? I think he probably just punched her, bro. <laughs> right um, in the beak. Yeah, and then... Uh, because of this, he would obviously become a wanted fugitive, and the police would, you know, want to talk to him. Well, especially and, back in those times, that was yeah. probably a big, big crime. Yeah, and uh, he fled. He He's fled. He's a fleer. And he fled to a multitude of different areas. He was known to go to Ohio, uh, Indiana, Wisconsin. Illinois, Wisconsin, basically all around the Great Lakes region. Um, Pussy. And while he would be in all of these regions, he would actually start increasing his his violent outbreaks and would take it just a little step further and eventually start killing people. Murder. Um, a lot of his murders can't really be talked about because they're basically just speculation. There's no proof that he actually did kill people. Right. Um, but, I mean, the evidence does somewhat point in his There's direction. a lot of evidence that does suggest to him. And the reason why he's so hard to pinpoint as being the actual suspect for the murder is his multitude of different aliases that he the used over the years. Let me find it here. He used uh, aliases like Fred Lang, William Holman, Fred Holman, Fred Hartman, Fred H- Hopeman, Fred Hellman, William Holman, and uh, then, of course, Frederick Holman. He's an idiot. He really didn't venture very far into no. the aliases. Yeah, this Fred Hartman. Well, the, yeah, like, he literally was like, all right, I'm going to use my first yeah, they name. All seem like very, they all sound very And then similar. he'd use his last he name really with some of them. He really liked using Fred. <laughs> yep. he, he made sure that he always used Fred. He the was always fuck. Fred. But he just changed variations of the last name, basically. And then he's decided to use his middle name. 
at some point (laughs) as well. I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't know. He probably wasn't the brightest crayon in the box. Probably wasn't. But he tried and he killed quite a few people, actually. I mean, what? His victim total at at the highest they suspected to be like 17 or so, like almost 20 people. And uh, his second wife, her name was Augusta Pauline Holman. Augusta. And after Fred left, he actually left them in poverty and abandoned her and his two children in 1892. Oh, uh, what a guy. Augusta would actually end up uh, rem- remarrying um, and taking home and taking bo- Bocher. I don't know how to say that. Bocher. I don't know. I'm not sure. Another German guy. Bocchiere. Wait, that's probably not German at all. <laughs> uh, and then Augusta would actually tell her children that their father was killed in a railroad accident in Chicago around 1900. Because you don't want to know about And that he would be passed man. away. And that story would be told from generation to generation to generation. So, all right. Now, speaking about generations, the timelines of this are actually pretty freaking crazy. Because H.H. H. Holmes, if you know who that is, was a prolific serial killer. Around the same time in yes. the same areas, which he's way more well known. But you think of the same person? No, no, not at all. No. But the thing is, people speculate that he, um, Frederick Holman was actually the nation's first serial killer. Yeah, on uh, the heels and of criminality and stuff like that. What's even crazier is he was the first H. H. Holmes. Yeah. So there's the dates of his first killing and the dates of. Um, H.H. Holmes. H. H. Holmes' first killings and the dates of Jack the Ripper's killings. Mm-hmm. And he was basically our Jack the Ripper. Frederick's killings actually started a year after Jack the Ripper and a year before H.H. H. Holmes. But the thing was, he didn't get caught until after H.H. H. Holmes and was right. executed a whole year after Holmes was. Right. So that's why he isn't categorized as the nation's first killer because he wasn't convicted of the crime which is nutty. until way later well and i was just reading here real quick one of the murder cases her name was carrie lens i mean that was brutal killed her in her home on thanksgiving with her children in the house into the mic alex stole a gold watch from the home and then showed showed it to people days after but they weren't able to find the key piece of evidence to uh lock him up so that's fucked. Just, that's crazy. <laughs> right. So right there, he he's bragging about killing a woman, basically, by showing off this watch as a trophy. Check out my ticker. <laughs> and, is, I mean, technology back then was very limited on proving a murder, right? You basically had to be caught in the act or be caught with the weapon. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have forensic evidence for really. <laughs> right, Yeah, <laughs> like, that wasn't a thing. They were DNA finger- wasn't I, a thing. I don't think they were fingerprinting even yet at that point in history. So... If you wanted to be a murderer, the 1800s was the time to be alive. <laughs> I don't know if that's the most accurate statement uh, we've ever made. I also, there's a, a murder that is pretty brutal that he did to a, a 70-year-old woman where he, I don't know her name or anything, um, but he went in to her house and actually used a belt to hang her from a doorknob. Jesus. That sounds brutal. It's not like satisfying. Think about it. Look at that doorknob right there. Think about putting a belt open looped around someone's neck and just tying it around them and pulling it up until they suffocate to death. See, but then you would think like if you're tall enough, (laughs) can you just like? She was a seven year old woman. He was probably holding her down, bro. Yeah, I yeah. Fuck, that's so brutal. (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't seem like he was a very good guy. No, not not even a little bit. And there could be. A reason of why he was so, I guess, angry and just mad at people in general. Because he was a baby back bitch. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, he had baby funky. hands. Yeah, yeah he, he, he was funky. a strange looking foreigner. All right. So Frederick Holman possessed a peculiar appearance. Newspapers described him as having ill-formed hands, a pear-shaped head. <laughs> There was little... He only weighed 135 pounds, yeah. too, so he's a small dude. Very That's average how much I weigh. Well, I mean... Hey, that's... we're not calling you baby hands, though. <laughs> no. But you think a serial... Like, I mean, I, I, in my mind, I guess back then, you would think someone who'd want to kill like a list of people would be bigger in stature. I mean, apparently, apparently not. 
Yeah, apparently his eyes were also described as mild, which I'm not 100% what sure. What mean? Yeah, I'm not sure what they really mean by that. But they said that he would be uh, giving people, like, the side eye, basically. and like He had a, a lazy eye. Like, maybe. Well, and at a glance, Wandering he looked eye. suspicious. So he always looked suspicious. But could people be saying that because he's a foreigner from Germany? That doesn't speak hardly any English. That doesn't English. speak English. He's I also mean, got far back, back ears. Hundreds, I mean... After a People civil war, back then. after the civil war, yeah. like almost what, maybe twenty years after the civil war, he comes to America, and Heil Hitler. I'm just kidding. It's way <laughs> Hitler after. was not there way yet. That's <laughs> oh, funny. Uh, yeah. So he looked like a frumpy young man, just good and frumpy. And from his work history, it sounds like he was a, a farmer, farmhand of some sorts. I guess it also says he stammered too, so like stuttered, stay, like trying to figure out what he was so saying. Speech impediment. So, well, I mean, I think it was just. It was probably him not learning, him not knowing, knowing English. the language. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, they also described him as being very arrogant, in vain. Um, he could go like spontaneous emotional things from violent episodes and anger to just not being angry. Bipolar, maybe. Yeah, and you wouldn't want to set him off, is what they said. I mean, so there, probably, there might be some bipolar symptoms. Well, he was. He was probably schizophrenic, maybe. I mean, he probably had mental issues. Most serial killers do. Let's see. He gained a reputation of mistreating his wife almost immediately when getting to Grand Haven. Amelia, his first wife. That was her name, Amelia. Yeah. Okay. I, think, I knew. Well, did um, I read that right? Yeah. It's it's not. <laughs> yeah, it sounds right Amelia. to me. I just didn't remember her name earlier. But it does say Holman could also be very compassionate at times. That's what that's why I'm seeing in like these mood swings where it's like violent anger rage to just like I love you. Honey. Well, he was just batshit crazy. That I mean, could be very much so. <clears throat> I mean, we don't really know much about his life this in was Germany. Eighteen fifties, right? And we don't and we don't know much about his life in Germany. I mean, who knows? I don't know what Germany's history was like in the eighteen hundreds. I don't know how people lived there. I don't know. I barely know anything about our like far back history like that. But like we were saying earlier, he basically his his murders predate Jack the Ripper and H. H. Holmes. Of course, there's no validation to the murders because he was never convicted for them. But it is said that he killed close to potentially seventeen women. This I was also in the time of typhoid too. And that's Scarlet what his, fever. Yeah, that's what his daughter died of was typhoid. Yep, I believe it old. actually says that on her gravestone even. Yeah, two years, four months she was, apparently. Okay, so it wasn't a stillborn? I, no, no. I thought yeah. I'd read that she was a stillborn. <laughs> I say, I thought you were right with that too, but there's a lot of misinformation everywhere you look. But this is straight up from like the actual book of the accounts of him. Yeah, shout out to the book that was written on him. Yeah, called Final Doom. If you actually want to get more information, more into it. Yeah, yeah, I might go read, read this book. book myself. Let's see. But let's let me go into a little bit. We could also touch the paranormal. I found yeah yeah yeah. There's some paranormal uh, stuff to him, but the thing I found very peculiar about his story is that when he was finally convicted of a murder in Illinois, uh, what city was it? It was Ford County, Illinois. I don't mean to stop you, but you were right. Amelia died of a stillbirth. And died on the table while she was giving birth to a child. Okay. What about yeah. so? What was the one we were just that we just talked about? Because his says, first, his first child oh, lived, and she child. lived, and then oh, it, it okay. sounds like his second child died. Yeah, in eighteen eighty-seven, Amelia Holman died during childbirth at, and the child was stillborn. So that was his second wife. Okay, so that's where we're confused. No, yeah. Amelia was still his first wife, but oh, Augusta this is was probably, his second. Yeah, this is probably oh, his second, second child, child with her. Oh, gotcha. And, and they both, both perished. I mean, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say because. Him and his one, his stillborn now daughter. Now I see why he was an angry asshole. Right. I, I well, that's what I want to get to eventually. But let me dive back into what happened in Ford County. Uh, he was finally convicted of a murder. And, Just one. Yeah. Jesus. And set to be put on trial. Um, he said, "Nah, nah, nah." This ended up, yeah. This ended up being the one and only public execution to ever happen in Ford County. Public. Public execution, yes. It happened on the uh, the court grounds of the prison in Ford County, the Ford County Jailhouse. 
On May 14th, 1897. Yes. And... 97? 1897. 1897. Wow. Yep. So he did this for actually quite a long time. Yep. Um, this is what? I just... 10... Cl- give or take eight years from when he moved to Grand Haven. Um, but what I'm trying to get to here is... This public execution is very strange because he actually built the gallows with his own hands. He was a brick and mortar. He requested layer. to do it too. And right? he From yes, what I've heard. and yeah. he requested that yep. they m- let him make his own gallows. He said, "I want to swing." And <laughs> that's fucking morbid. He the picture that we use for the cover photo of this is actually of Frederick Holman. He's on the left hand side. The other two are uh, sheriffs. Um, Sheriff Benjamin, Franklin Mason, and Ira Gilmore, or possibly Lawrence Campbell. They're not sure exactly which I mean, I would keep a record be. of that. Another thing, too, real quick, is apparently in late August of 1899, um, one of his victims that we were talking about earlier, Carrie Lenz, the gold watch that he stole, was found in one of his mattresses. Oh, shit. Yep. Got caught in the act. At his farmhouse, where he was arrested on December 5th, 1896. Okay, so I think that's the murder he got convicted for. No, he got convicted for the one after that. Okay. Oh, so they found that after the fact. After the fact, yeah, like years later. Okay. Yeah. Crazy. Where I'm getting... So he kept it as a memento. That's fucking nutty. Well, I mean, most murderers do that. They'll take a souvenir from the victim just to be like, I have a trophy now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then... In this picture, you'll see that he is holding a book in his hand, and it is in a Bible. And moments before his execution, he asked that that photo be put on public display and set for auction so that the money raised from that picture could be used to transport his body back to Grand Haven so he could be buried with Amelia and his stillborn daughter. That's crazy to me. Because then after that, he said, I will also haunt everyone who convicted me. Because he was batshit crazy. And guess what? There are paranormal stories dating at Ford County Jailhouse that he is still at the jailhouse. That's nutty. And what's even crazier is because the fascination with serial killers was on the rage because of Jack the Ripper and H.H. Holmes. Scientists were bewildered by a serial killer's brain. They'd never seen one before. They'd never seen one before. And when he was convicted and hung publicly, they ended up actually cutting off his head and putting it in display and used for study (laughs) at the University of Illinois. That's nuts. Did they grant his wishes? To have his body sent back to Grand Haven? No. They actually they laid his in body Illinois. in a potter's field unmarked. No one knows where it could be located. There are a few assumptions of where it could be located because there are some mark- unmarked graves that are around the same time period. Unless you're digging up bones. But they are not 100% sure. And as far as I know, his skull is still on display at the University of Illinois. That's awesome. I mean, not, I mean it's crazy. But, but could... The ungranted wish of his body being brought back to Grand Haven be causing this paranormal disturbance that is at the Ford County Jailhouse? Because they say they encountered voices of him. He's very violent to women that come into the jail. Does not, If you bring a woman in there, he almost he says, surrounds them and just <laughs> does negative, I'm just negative things to them, like scratches and pushing and That's just ter- tries to terrify them. So, do you think that, well, he also was, like, deeply disturbed after his wife died, because he only, like, the only time that he said that he felt alive was with her. So, do you think that she's buried in Grand Haven? She is buried in Grand Haven, yes. And with her stillborn, I'm pretty sure, Mm -hmm. is what I read. There's also an empty grave somewhere in Grand Haven that was representing, you know... Yeah, representing him. No, he has his empty grave. It's still there. His name is on the tombstone. So do you think that the spirit can travel that far? That's what I want to find out. We were going to actually go to his site tonight. We still are, just a different day. We'll just go a different day and try to talk to him, especially this episode. This episode does 100 plays this month. 
we would go there in the winter. Yeah. That's Trevor Park. <laughs> but. Um, There's a lot more to, to this story, too, that we haven't even touched yet. Like, when he relocated to Wisconsin before he ended up being hung and stuff like that. Did you know that back in the 1889s, like that era, there was more than 40% German population in the Milwaukee area? So he was right at home when he relocated out of Grand Haven. Yeah, he, he definitely found a more suitable environment for himself. And I'm more pretty sure people. that's where he met Augusta. Yeah, that is that is in in Milwaukee-ish Wisconsin area. He met his second wife, and then I'm pretty sure that's when all the bullshit started. Is pretty soon after that. Yeah, whatever happened after he met that second wife, it seems like a screw is knocked loose out of his head. Yeah, everybody like the accounts that everybody was saying is his, he got more controlling after his first wife died. Yeah, because well, he probably didn't want to lose someone again. That's he, very he, true. He might have blamed himself. That, yeah, that's Even very though, true. Even though, like, death at birth was a very common thing back then. Well, and all the sicknesses that float around, too, yeah. I would assume so. <clears throat> but, I mean, he had lost his first two daughters and his his wife, and, I mean, what's a man to do? Apparently become a serial killer. Apparently. Yeah. In the 1800s, yeah. Why not? So, I, I don't even know what this is, but um, I, I'm reading this, like, as we go. In Augusta Holman's statement to authorities, she explained Frederick not only told her he intended to hang her, but compelled her to watch him practice the technique by hanging their dog. That serial killer motherfucking, like, to a T. Like, yeah. you're killing animals before you start killing people. Yeah, and what's his obsession with hanging people? It sounds like and almost... Him. Almost all of his killings were hangings, if I if I'm right. Puts like a garrote around people's neck and yeah. tightens it. He, it's like a control thing. He oh, can it could control, be a control when thing. they breathe. Yeah. He That's can control if you live or die. He was convicted on a charge of assault and battery before Justice John C. McConnell, Circuit Court Commissioner for the Green Lake County in Dartford. It was reported Holman served a sentence for the crime of only 30 days in jail. First standard assault in the, in the country at the time was 30 days. So he sent he, he did like the minimum, but it's like you can see his he's starting to escalate here, like yeah. hanging the dog, beating up people. What the fuck? I guess he went back to his wife afterwards, which surprised everybody, which is crazy. I mean, wasn't it more of a pariah back then too to leave your wife or like leave the family you had started? Because, well, then get this. It's not as like the divorce rates back then weren't like they are. They had a second child yeah. together, a son, and then just a few weeks after he left and never returned to him. Like, who does that? I think it was fairly common back then. Honestly, I think it was. Yeah, I mean, maybe. And then apparently, after he had a second child, six months later, a cold January day in 1892, he said, I'm out. I'm going to get the milk, honey. <laughs> not coming back the fact that you said that to violet this sword like we were leaving a little while ago was really funny because it's like oh this definitely could be the exact thing go pick up some milk going down to the, the milk farm i'm going down to the milk farm go go milk me some cash bye bye never comes back never, doesn't yeah, murder a bunch of back. people let's see i want to get into like, his life is really twisted it sounds like he you know, really. He turned into a loner after that too. Yeah, because he was shunned most places he went. Yeah. Makes you wonder what his like, childhood was like. Right. Exactly. I want to know like what his life in his Germany dad was, was like. Like <laughs> I, I imagine he, he even correlate just from time. assumptions for like how his life was here in America. As he probably grew up in poverty, was probably either homeless or like was a, a heavy drinker or something like that. Usually, like. They have a violent childhood. You're more apt to be a serial killer. Yeah, maybe he was a maybe he was abused as a child or something. I don't Holy know. Holy shit! These people only made a dollar seventy-five for a full day's work, usually, and that's like mostly fair in that time period. That's fucking nuts to me. <laughs> and, and it then, still wasn't enough. No, 
But then you think, though, back then, you know, things were pennies and nickels and dimes, you know. So yeah, but the penny is so irrelevant now. Get rid of it. <laughs> like, it's fucking stupid. Don't use the copper for that. Probably not even copper anymore. But That's like, not. Jesus Christ. It's partly, but 100%. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, come on. Like, what do we really need pennies for? Just make it actual fucking dollars at this point. But I, I just Crypto. think he's a an interesting character because, like, you have your guys like H.H. Holmes and Jack the Ripper who are like the most famous serial killers of all time right and then you have this guy who killed just about as many women not very well known not very well known i mean what hh holmes and jack the ripper did totally different types of crimes way more gruesome and brutal well jack the ripper killed prostitutes didn't he or yes. like, yeah, he killed yeah. anybody he, and that was more vulnerable. And then he dismembered like their bodies. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, but like with a surgical precision. And, yeah. Like that's why I don't believe it could have been because there was when I first no. uncovered this story, there was parts of me that was like, okay, he's from Germany. Like the dates kind of match up. They thought the H.H. Holmes like, and Jack the, the Ripper the, were the same person for a while. The time, the, the distance of travel and time that it would take to get from one spot to the other yeah. is impossible. At this time yeah. period, there Dude, isn't planes. Is, You'd is have nuts. to take a boat. That boat is probably going to be coal powered and take fucking months to get across. We row, <laughs> or yeah, or it would be a sailboat of some sort. I don't even know what kind of cross sea technology we right. had back then. So in this couple paragraphs, this is really cool. In 1896, corpses of German women began to turn up wherever Frederick Holman had been. It wasn't until the third victim in the fall of that year that authorities from Wisconsin and Illinois began to focus their suspicion on Holman. The killing spree would not end until December 6, 1896, when he was apprehended and arrested. On newspapers reported that the accused man's work rivaled Jack the Ripper. Many other newspapers compared him to H.H. Holmes. So we're spot on. Right. He's getting compared in the newspaper to these two legendary serial killers. He confessed to 27 murders, four of which were confirmed. Or no, that's H.H. Holmes that I was reading about. Never mind. Still. I mean, that's... He had 17 under his belt. Potentially. Potentially. And then only four of H.H. Holmes were ever confirmed, but... I guess Holman was accused of at least six murders, but that's still an attempted... But after his death, they believe it could be up to 17. Yeah, they think that 17 women, because... He was also committing assaults on women since the nineteen or eighteen nineties, which is predating what his killing spree would have been. Which he also beat his wife Augusta, who <clears throat> accused him. She was the one who accused him of six to eight murders. But the new, the real numbers are not known. Like it's right, and we'll it's never so, know. Yeah, it's so long ago that we probably just will never. That's be why able to we need to out. talk to you, Frederick. Yeah, what tell me how many people wants to interview you know a dead man. You know how fucking crazy that would be if we go find his his wife's grave and start talking to her, if and she's like, he around, killed 18 people. If you walk around the cemetery long enough, you'll find their grave. I know exactly where it is. It's plot 32. Well, then there we go. Oh, good we man. That. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Yep. Okay. Findagrave.com. There you go. I didn't know that was a thing. Other similarities or victims were all German women, all hung with a cord around their necks, attached to doorknobs or bedposts in positions that were precluding the idea of suicide. So he was trying to cover this up as people were killing themselves. But how do you kill yourself on a fucking doorknob? Like, I mean, I get how you could. It's been done a lot of this. But like. That seems like a lot more work than just like I'm gonna jump off this building or I'm gonna go shoot myself, like with my revolver or like hey, kill me (laughs) or I'm gonna drink some poison. Yeah, arsenic was back. It's more personal. It's right up and close to the person. If he's that fucked in the head, maybe he needs that to like get off in a sense. Maybe he needs like to. So you're saying he's killing people and jerking it? No, like he's just (laughs) getting a a gratification from it. That's what I meant by getting. Like, I mean, maybe it was arousing him. Who knows? Yeah, we don't know. He could have been raping this. Well, and he went on a spree. It sounds like because this is five murders attached to Frederick Holman, all occurred within six months. So that's a very short cooldown. Killing a month. Yeah, three of them were in Illinois, and then two of them were in Wisconsin. You say Illinois? Illinois (laughs) Illinois. (laughs) Illinois. Illinois. 
I like Illinois. That's a silent. Illinois. My friends just... from Illinois would be very upset with you. Hey, fuck the Illini. <laughs> Go, Go blue. blue. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they lost to state, I'm still sad they cheated. <laughs> I'll never live that down. Um, let's see. First murder attributed to Frederick Holman occurred on the evening of June 13th, 1896, when a 60-year-old housewife, Greth Sefkin, That's was the woman out. I was referring. Yeah. I said 70, but yeah, 60s. Yeah, 60s, 70s. It's pretty damn close. Uh, she was found dead in her bedroom of her home near Melvin, Illinois. Her lifeless body was discovered by her second husband, Mathis Sefkin, age 45. That's quite the difference. Wow. Who came in after his work on their farm. Uh, she had been strangled to death and hung from the doorknob in their bedroom. Her head was suspended about a foot from the floor. Authorities discovered bruising on the woman's neck consistent with having been choked or strangled, but ruled the death a suicide. So he was covering his tracks. He did a good job covering yeah. his tracks. He well, back was... then, though, too, I feel like getting away with a lot of that stuff because they didn't have any type of DNA. <clears throat> like They couldn't test stuff. They couldn't, you know, so... It's he would have been a really easy guy to trace because he would have been in the system a bunch. <laughs> well, this is really interesting, too. Lying on her bed, she tied a rope to the knob of the bedroom door, making a loose slip knot, slipped it over her head, the Gibson County Courier reported. Then she rolled off the bed with the rope still attached to her and strangled her to death. That seems a little too elaborate for somebody that wants to commit suicide in, like, a quick fashionable way. You're a six-year-old woman's going to do that? Old. Yeah. Right. I, I don't... Hey, I mean, different times, I guess. I hey, I mean, she was doing well for herself. She had a I've farm, a young husband. I've never heard of somebody doing that, though. Like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna kill myself, but I'm going to lay on my bed, do this all proper and nice, and I'm just going to roll off. Like, I've never heard of an well, account well, yeah, like what that. Have, well, what was her motive to die? Yeah, and there's nothing that says anything about that. I mean, she had a, a young 45-year-old stallion working in her farm. Like, she was 60. Like, you're doing well for yourself, Greth. Yeah. <laughs> She was doing good. God, that's nuts, though. I mean, the fact that this coroner was so fucking just, like, bad. <laughs> like, you're bad, <laughs> if that's what you think. Anyone could be a coroner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're right. You probably could literally just, like, walk in and be like, I want to do that. They yeah. had, I think at certain times there was, it was, like, an elected position, so it could have been... They, did you see Johnny over there? Lazy asshole. It was just like, oh, suicide. I'm going to let my young cousin do it because he needs a job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's probably what it was, bro. That's fucking stupid. Like, that, that's, if that's not, like, pretty uh, evident for how piss poor cops can really be, because I've heard a lot lately of just, like, bad police work just coming out. Be and, better. Well, yeah, especially be back better. then, you know. I mean, back then there was, there was, was, there was no true. technology it was, at all. It was off all on instinct and the intelligence of the detective or whoever was investigating, you know. And back then there wasn't a whole lot of killers, so they wouldn't necessarily Right, think, we're talking oh, like America's know, first serial killer Civil after the Civil War. War. Yeah, like it just ended. People still have slaves at this point in some parts of the country. Well, she was German. So she was probably, he, like, speaking he, German to her, and he's like, I'm going to kill this bitch. It seems like he who, he had a thing against women from his home country. Like, it every single like person... It, those are the only killed, women that he would go after, as it seemed like, were just German women. Well, so it also says that... Yeah, mommy <clears throat> issues. Mommy issues. That could be. People speculate that... So the, the first victim, she lived on a farm with her husband, and it says that he may or may not have worked for them on the farm. He was a farmhand, and... He and was. like he did odd jobs like that all around to make make do, which would make sense that he got a job with this person and said, "I'm gonna kill your wife," and then killed his wife. <laughs> God, that's fucking nuts. There, there is so much in here that's just nuts to me. And it doesn't really sound like he would really rob people ever. It would he would take one little memento really. It was also reported at the time of the murder, neighbors of Sefkin had seen Holman with scratches on his motherfucking face. But it wasn't suspicious. But they weren't suspicious. Huh. Why? Okay. This woman had just hung herself from a fucking doorknob, and you saw somebody with scratches all over his face, and it was consistent with strangling somebody. So he probably fought her, punched her in the face a few times, strangled her, and then, oh, I'm just going to, like, walk around town. Oh, that Frederick Holman had scratches on his face, but nah. It was probably his cat. Nah, it was probably something else. It was probably his cat, Wilhelm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh what God. a psychopath, dude. You can just see it escalating and escalating and escalating until it's like, now he's literally strangling people with stuff in their houses and tying them to It doesn't seem like anything had to set him off either. It was just like a motive to just do it to do it. Yeah. Like, I'm bored. I'm going to go strangle someone. Well, six months. There's that German lady that I work for. I'm going to go strangle Five her. people in six months. That's almost a person a month and if you think about it usually serial killers have a, a pretty decent cooldown period before they start doing it again and again right if he did it five like two kill two two killings makes you a serial killer in my mind i thought isn't it technically three is when they start classifying there is as, no uh, technical term for it actually well when the fbi first started, no there's no technical term in the law for a serial killer. Or, or like, there's literally no technical term for what a serial killer is. One kill could make you a serial killer, technically. I really want to say this name, too, because she's got an awesome name. The second murder attributed to Frederick Holman was that of 56-year-old Bertha Hilgendorf. So the day Bertha was murdered, her husband... Bertha. Her husband was a few miles away celebrating the 4th of July with friends. And he left his wife and two sons at home. So I'm not really sure where the sons were when this all went down. But Bertha had been murdered with a rusty corn cutter. Doesn't sound like his MO, though. But still very possible. But an opportunity presented itself and he wanted to kill someone. I mean, it's who knows. Yep. So she was discovered at her side, like on her side, with her throat slash skull crushed and upper part of her body had been stripped off clothing, displaying brushing on each of her sides. I don't know what they mean by brushing. Bruising, oh, probably. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I read that like very wrong. It doesn't sound like his MO though. Not, not 100%, but she's German. Opportunity presents itself. He probably couldn't find something to strangle her with. And he's like, oh, I got this corn cutter. Cut, cut. Maybe. I mean, he did oh, go I for see the throat. Boobies. He did go for the throat. That seems to be his attack point. Well, and if this was his second murder, you had he to think, too. might have to try it somewhere a little different, maybe. Yeah. And maybe he was so lonely because he became a recluse after he started moving around that he was like, I got to see some titties. I want to say... Some FBI analysts say that it takes a while for certain serial killers to get what they like and fall into, like, all right, this is my style. So, I mean, maybe the first few murders are going to be sloppy and they're going to be done different ways until they find, okay, this works for me and this is what I like. It sounds like he eventually he found that he likes yeah. to hang and strangle <clears throat> people because then he decided that's how I'm going to go out too and yeah. let people watch. And was it sounds like he was proud to be hung publicly. He's like, I mean, check me out, boys and girls. Which, I mean, fits a serial killer, right? They they want to embark on yeah. their glory. They want all yeah. their attention yeah, they're, on they're them. They're sociopaths. That's, that's yeah. usually how they get off. <clears throat> so let's let's move this over into more paranormal speakings. Because I 100% I believe that somebody that has this much dark around them, you could easily find some very cynical dark presence that looms over the places that he's been and i would actually put my money on it that he resides in multiple places yeah i don't think he just resides at the jail there's no way i i feel like entities have the ability to move in and out wherever they want well and you got to think too like if you think that the theory of like energy residing in places that traumatic events have took place he could potentially like i i don't want to say there's portals but like it's almost like you could like float through the ether and then be like, boom, I'm at my first wife's grave because that's where my stillborn and my wife was. Boom, I'm at my second, like, my second wife's house where I beat her constantly. Boom, I'm at my first murder. Boom, I'm at my second murder. And then who's to say that it's just not like, they say maybe it's a, not his soul, but it's residual energy that's still there. Yeah, they say it, uh, a lot of activities caught, at, like we said earlier, at the jail that he was executed at. It's not a working jail anymore, right? I don't think so. It's more like Old Looking County Jail. Oh, so it's a historical site now. Yeah, it's a historical that makes site. Sense. Um, makes we should go sense. there. I'm pretty sure you, they do If they do, we should definitely talk to them. Yeah, and uh, like just walking out of this talk topic really quick, like 
if you want us to come and explore some paranormal place with you guys and you have a lead on getting us in or you want to like have us investigate somewhere that you know that we can go to or like your house or something please get a hold of us we're really wanting to do some more investigations because all of us have been sitting on our hands waiting patiently to find somewhere new to go yeah and we eventually will go try to speak to frederick ourselves i believe that That's if we go sure. to his site that we could potentially actually talk to him or even his first wife or even just his first wife to kind of l- learn a little bit about him she starts telling us little facts that might that might actually correspond but with if, stuff that i mean obviously know. first we'll try to shoot for things of that we know are mm. potentially real about him to see if we can get responses like can we get her name can we get Cat got you her down. to say maybe frederick like maybe she knew his german name and she could tell it to us. Oh, we should totally... I'm sorry, excuse me. We should totally learn some German and ask some like questions in German. I, what the fuck does that mean? How are you? Oh, okay. Do you know how to say where's the bathroom in German? Uh, oh, I forget. It's been a long time. I, I know bonjour, je m'appelle. Trevor. It's French. <laughs> it's very French. Did you pay attention at all in high school? Fuck no. <laughs> I was I Come was on, man. Stoner. That was like a decade ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was almost literally 10 years ago to the dot in two years for me. It's like, come on. I graduated 13. Like, fucking close. We're all, we're, I mean, we're basically in 2022 now, if you ask me. 2021 wasn't even a year. We didn't get to live. It was COVID time. Yeah. Last year didn't happen, people. 2020 and 2021 are just erased from the books completely. Yeah, we're going to forget about them. Except for the podcast doing better, because thanks, guys. Yeah, that's the only... That's Everybody's the, stuck in their homes. So they're like, I guess I got nothing better to do. What goes bump? <laughs> Listen to these talking-headed narratives. <laughs> I will never let this man live it down. <laughs> like, go fucking fact-check your shit. I know I say some shit wrong, but fucking fact-check that shit. Yeah, and... Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed us talking about you know the forgotten serial killer that is Frederick Holman. I've been waiting for us to talk about. Yeah, him there's for a, a long lot time. more information too. Like we said, the book Final Doom is a very good book from all accounts that we've seen and what we've read because you can get a preview of like 54 pages and we read through quite a few of them. Just proofreading it really quick, but I don't retain stuff that well when it's really like really informational like that yeah there's a there's a whole bunch more into his life in that book as well uh the guy who's the author uh kevin, kevin Coll- cooler collar collier, uh, collier. Um, it might be collier, collier. he, he really is the only person that's ever really dove into the history that is um <laughs> the forgotten serial killer frederick holman um, I think it's an amazing story, and that's kind of why we wanted to get it out there. Not just because he lived in Grand Haven, which is wild to me, um, but the fact that We're dabbling in a he crime. was just as violent and maybe even more gruesome than the most famous serial killers of all time. Mm-hmm. And I think you know we should shed light on people like this because it's their ghosts are history and their ghosts are here and he literally said he was going to haunt everyone that convicted him and it to this day what 200 years later dogs. what a piece of shit it it sounds like he's still haunting people from at least the ford county jail i'll go talk shit to this man all day long because fuck this guy i think he'd rather talk to Paige. probably he said he said you see that doorknob (laughs) (laughs) that's it that's all we get is doorknob (laughs) alright I'm gonna go now (laughs) alright Frederick you and your doorknobs you fucking old coot crazy well yeah this has been insane this is this is what our second time really dabbling into true crime pretty much yeah i mean it was requested that we do some more true crime so we thought this would be a really good episode to it's bring kind to of you a guys crossover. it's kind of a crossover where there's some paranormal aspects to it and some real life aspects to it as a well. lot of real life fucking crazy real life <laughs> yeah and i mean you remember you can find us on youtube spotify pandora apple apple Podcast, iHeartRadio. 
to like everywhere you listen to podcasts and if you're listening to us you somewhere can. else you should probably let us know because we probably don't know about it go check out obscured state of mind with kyle Harris because my man is yeah he awesome. he just hit 72 episodes as well we were on his 70 second that's episode. pretty cool actually yeah, so that's really cool he's only been doing it for about a year as well so yeah, his show is fairly new it. and it's doing really well and of course, we we want you guys to go and support his channels as well. Yeah, I want to um, thank you guys, thank Paige, thank Alex for getting. Yeah, thanks here. for coming in yeah, and, and for sitting in with us. That was fun. Yeah. And uh, remember, folks, to keep your ears and eyes open for what really goes. Boom! Bump in the night. In the night. But don't kill any dogs or hang people from doorknobs, please. Be better. <laughs> Be better. Be better. <laughs>